Hey team, welcome to another edition of the Rugby League Lounge Weekly Show and it's the first one of the regular season, obviously round one, hopefully you guys will be probably viewing this on Thursday so it's going to be kicking off tonight and I'm lucky enough to be joined by Joel from um, so I've just completely, League of Inches, sorry mate, I wasn't too sure if it was Rugby League of Inches or League of Inches, how are you going Joel? Mate, good, good that the footy's finally back. Um, absolutely can't wait. I'm like a good Christmas at the moment. <laughs> Mate, I um, echo that feeling at the moment. So we'll just um, let you do a bit of a spiel about your page. And also, yeah, you're an Eels fan. Can you give us a bit of a, you know, a bit of information on how that, how that came about? Yeah, no worries. So first of all, it's the page League of Interest. We're on Instagram, YouTube and Facebook as well. Um, basically just an interactive uh, group for the fans. Notice that a lot of places out there don't really encourage the fan interaction too much. So trying to encourage that to happen. So any fans are always welcome to comment, send messages, things like that. And um, got a few interviews planned first throughout the year, which will be good as well. But just as a para fan, been a para fan for all my life. It's been in the family. I'd, um, my pop played for Parramatta, so I was basically forced to, but I uh, wouldn't want it any other way at the moment, even though it's been hard without a premiership. But, um, yeah, grew up in the in the area and, and loved the club and, and always will. So, yeah, that's that's my story. Oh, awesome, mate. You got a favourite player from the Eels currently and all uh, time? Yeah, currently I uh, can't go past the king, Gutho. So um, he's just he's a freak. The, the amount of work he does, I think people underestimate. He's just always running. I don't know how he can be so fit. Um, all time, um, I've got to be a bit biased. I can say my pop, but for one I've watched would probably be Hindmarsh or got a, I'm a massive Jared Hayne fan. I thought what he did at the time and, and peak Jared Hayne was one of the best players to, to ever play the game. So, yeah, I've had a love hate relationship with Hayne obviously when he was emerging. Well, I shouldn't say emerging, fully emerged in 2009, and he was given Slater a good run for that Aussie number one jersey, but um. Yeah, so, you know, I've said a few few things I regret about Hayne over these years, but now i got to respect the player he is. So, yeah, freakish challenge in, in his prime. I, I yeah. was there at um, Parramatta Stadium when they had that big altercation with the headbutt and things like that, and their stadium was rocking. It was a good rivalry, to be honest. They were both, at the time, probably the peak fullbacks, and it was a really, really good um, battle to watch. Yeah, and honestly, the best thing as rugby league fans is – the rivalries and those yeah those battles between individuals and teams um but yeah, you kind of don't really see those individual battles as much anymore but hey hopefully we've got some in store this season so we'll get into it so today guys we're going to be talking about not really the round ahead but just kind of going by game by game and identifying each team talking about like our expectations and what we kind of forecast for them for the upcoming year so We've got a great game to start off with, and we're going to, you know, my team, as you can see, the Storm, and my fan, and my followers will realise that I am a Storm fan, and the Rabbitohs. Now, if I just jump out the gate, these guys are going to be, for me, premiership contenders, and yeah, Joel, I'd like to know your expectations for these two sides. Uh, to be honest with you, I've actually got this as my predicted grand final, so... It's pretty weird if this does happen. It's the first game of the year and it could be the last game of the year. So if it does eventuate, it'd be pretty pretty weird. But for mine, as you've already said, they're both premiership contenders. 
I'm going to be right up there. I've got him probably finishing first and second. I don't know who's going to do what. It wouldn't surprise me if it's either way. But uh, really, really looking forward to this game. It's a cracker to start the year. And it's two big, big guns with players all around the park. You've got like Pappenhausen against Mitchell. You've got the halves against each other, the forward pack, the bench. There's just there's battles all across the park. And I'm really, really looking forward to this one. Yeah, it's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be a very good way to kick it off, and I think that'd be a great headline to start start the year off. Like the first game of the year will be the last game of the year. Like that's a way to draw in draw in the um the attention. So yeah, now I'm similar. Like the Rabbitohs, I've got I think finishing third on my ladder, and um I just you know for me Rabbitohs, honestly I shouldn't say it just comes down the finals footy for me, but ultimately when you're being such a good team and you've been the prelim three times, you know, and then out three times in a row. I really do have to wait and see for the finals. And you can kind of get a, probably a grab, your grasp of if you have a feeling that they're going to overcome those kind of, you know, past, past um, losses. But yeah, for me, it's going to be interesting. All about finals for this year for the Rabbits. And I'm biased about the Storm. My followers already know, but I think they will have a great season. But, hey, you know, nothing's certain. So let's go on to the next game here. We've got the Knights and the Bulldogs, you know, two teams where I've got them outside the eight. The Knights, I predicted them to get in the eight last year. I thought it was pretty I, – I think I had them seventh. That was probably my only one I got right on the dot. Um, I thought the – you know, I thought they, you know, signed well last year and obviously they recovered with the likes of – Blake Green coming along when they had a few injuries there. And the Bulldogs have kind of made their signings this year to kind of get them to another level. I just don't think we'll be quite top eight, but I think 2022 should be the season for the Bulldogs. Um, what are your thoughts on the Knights and the Bulldogs? Um, look, I don't want too many fans to send me too much hate, but it happens when you do post some predictions. And I think the Bulldogs have been the most overhyped team for this year. Um Look, I do think they're going to be um, much better than last year, but I don't think they're going to be as good as what some are making out. I've heard people say they're top eight certainties and things like that. I think they're, it's a re- rebuilding year. Um, when you've got so many new players and a new coach, you've got to um, have that adaption period where it probably takes about six months, a good six months, until you start to click. The Titans did it last year where they started to click towards the end of the year. Yeah. Um, and I see the same happening with the Dogs, with the Knights. Um, they're an interesting team. I've got them around the sort of seventh, eighth, ninth position this year. Um, but it's all about injuries. If Congress is out for more than probably six or seven games this year, he's going to be out for already three origin games and things like that. If he comes back injured, um, it could be a really big um, impact for their year and it could be the reason they finish top eight and they don't finish top eight. Yeah, I'm very similar with the Knights. I'm a huge Adam Bryan fan. This is a reason why I thought they were going to do good last year. You know, um, obviously being within the Storm environment as well and that, but the, op- the optics haven't been good out of the Knights camp. You know, I know Mitchell Pierce just signed a one-year contract extension today, but, yeah, I'm not like what I'm hearing. you you got to factor the injury right out the gate for Ponga. I just see them just, yeah, I... Just things aren't falling in line for the Knights that I like them to, where I think it'll be like you said. I've, I had them 10th, but I wouldn't be surprised if they snuck into the eight. But hey, you've got it. You can't fit, you know, you always say, oh, that team's going to be eight. But at the end of the day, you can't fit 12 teams in there. And with the dogs, 
I do tend to agree a little bit. Like, yes, they're going to get better. But at the end of the day, these signings, they're still young signings. They're going to be foundations of their future. But to win now, I, I can't see it. And, yeah, I think they'll trend, you know, more. Uh, they will kind of peak, I should say, at the end of the season. So the next game, probably, you know, obviously down the pecking order, a bit like the Bulldogs last year, the Broncos up against the Eels, your team. So love to know your thoughts and your expectations on the Broncos and obviously your Parramatta side. Well, for the game as a whole, I'm actually a little bit worried. And more so just because I think the Broncos will come out firing after the year they've had. Well, I'd at least expect that from... They'd want to stick it to everyone and show that they actually can play some footy. They've got some really good young players there still in the lineup. And if they don't come out and make a statement and they get beat by 30, 40, I think there's some big, big worrying signs of that club. But um, I expect them to come all guns blazing. And I think um, we could be the team in the headlights, but we should be around that sort of edge of the top four sort of team. So we should be able to deal with it. Um, The initial onslaught, sorry. And, and go from there. I think this season as a whole, uh, when I don't see the Broncos doing too much, uh, I think they're really towards that bottom four sort of team still. I just think there's still some key players missing in that lineup. Um, for the Eels, I, as I said, I do think they're a fringe top four side. Uh, I've got to be realistic with my expectations. I think there's a couple of teams just above us, but uh, this year's got a lot to do with injuries. The healthiest rosters and, and the best squads overall will win them all games, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. See, I, I'm a guy that's high on the Eels. You're probably, you know, you would be well aware. People are kind of definitely, you know, losing faith of the Eels, especially with, we talked about the Rabbitohs history. Their history is kind of losing, you know, in their first, you know, going to get knocked out um, in round two rather than the prelims. But I, and I was talking myself into them. Like, I think I like the signs I saw from Moses last year. Dylan Brown is going to emerge as one of the best halves in the game. Mahoney's up there as a hooker as well. And they haven't lost too many. I think the Michael Jennings loss is quite, quite significant. I'm losing faith in Blake Ferguson, and I think that's key for, to yeah. get that full momentum from the back three. So even though I really I think you're going to see some, you know, great footy from the Eels, I can't put them over those, probably those five teams that were you know, at that top of the pack with the Panthers, the Rabbits, the Roosters, and the Storm. Um, so, yeah, for me, even though, yeah, I'm a fan of the Eels and I'm not losing faith, I think they'll probably – I see them actually thinking thinking about it. I think they'll get knocked out in the second round again. But I tell you what, they'll put up a fight. They'll put up a fight, but it will be – at the end of the day, it's going to look like, you know, same old Eels. But I think it's going to be – a I think it's going to be different, and I think it's going to be more of an eye test thing for uh, for Eels fans. Um, yeah, so the next round, next game, it's Warriors Titans. Two teams that probably, you know, two teams that made the most had the most activity during the preseason, uh, off season, I should say, in terms of signings. And yeah, where do you see the Warriors and the Titans kind of heading towards the season? Uh, I think they're going to have exciting years. Whether that equates to successful years is a different mm. story, but they've both had a very exciting off-season. Some really good players have come in. My worry with the Warriors is that they've actually got quite a, a big forward pack, and with the new rules, I don't know if that actually 
is a good thing having a big forward pack because teams can easily run them around and, and tire them out after a 10-minute period. So I am a bit worried. I know some Warriors fans are actually excited by their big big name signings, which it's, it's fair enough, but I'm a bit worried by it. Um, the Titans, uh, they'll be, I think they're at edge of the top eight sort of team, but they're not going to go as well as I think some are predicting. I think it's still an, a rebuilding year just to get, they're quite a young side. I think people are forgetting this. They're mentioning Tino and Fafita as superstars, which, look, I, I don't use superstars lightly. I think they are going to be superstars. Um, they're just for mine young guns at the moment. And they're going to build up. So it's a lot of pressure to have for some kids to come into a club and expect them to change it around. Um, let them build for another year where they're going to have probably more wins and losses this year. Um, but they won't do too much in the finals. Uh, it'll be probably next year and the year after where they do their biggest damage. Yeah, no, I agree. I think the Titans, yeah, just touched on the Titans quickly. I've got them seventh, but I believe in Jamal Fogarty. He's a guy that only was his full first year last year, but he's a man, you know, he's among his years, you know, because he's got that. He's quite old for a rookie. I uh, was old for a rookie. And he could be in contention for a Queensland spot um, just in, in a couple of years when you see maybe Cherry Evans falling off. Um, I just like what he brings. He's composed. He brings, I think, uh, that's why Ash Taylor kind of had a bit of a bounce back year as well. And I think, yeah, he's going to be key to kind of making sense to the youth and all this exciting talent. You do have to summon to pull the strings. And for me, Fogarty's really key for that. And the Warriors point was bang on the money about forwards. I put in my set of six summary that they were exposed, they will dominate some forward packs and then be exposed some weeks. I think that when they're just coming up against teams that are clearly, you know, weaker compared to them, they might catch them on a bad night. They're going to absolutely, you know, roll through them, but they're going to be exposed. Yeah, like the six again rule with, you know, touch on like the dummy halves will just have a field day with them at times so yeah I see it being a blessing and a curse for sure um, and I think they need a controlling player in that in that spine they don't really have that so for me even though I like Nicarim and I like Kerstavita they could do with um, a, a number nine there controlling it all um, so yeah we'll touch on touch on the Roosters and the Seagulls um, when I see this Actually, when I see these two teams together, I always think of the 2013 Grand Final, one of my favourite Grand Finals. I think from first minute to the 80th minute, it was absolute curler. And they also had that 4-0 game, um, that same final series. So always kind of, you know, get old memories when I see these teams match against each other. But let's talk about their seasons coming up, I think, probably on two differing um, paths this year. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Roosters and the Seagulls? I mean, I guess for the Seagulls, your headline's going to be, can an old flame rekindle? So can Daly Cherry Evans and, um, oh, I've got a, got a mind blank, uh, foreign, uh, yeah. sorry, they, can they actually get back to what they used to be? And you just mentioned some of their, their brilliant years together at the club. And is foreign's body going to deal with it? Can he go the season? Um, I don't know. There's Schuster in the mix. And for mine, he looks like he's going to be, a really good player. Um, he's got some. He's got plenty of talent, and I think he's going to be really pushing for it. And there's talk throughout the season, Foran will go to hooker, but I don't think his body can handle hooker um, anymore. 
And it will just be interesting how they do it. Turbo is the massive one, obviously. Tom Draboyevic, if he is out for any more any longer than he already is, they won't make the eight for mine. They need him on the park to be a, a top eight contender. For the fact of the matter, if he misses any more games and he's already projected to miss, they won't make the eight. The Roosters, uh, they'll be up there. They'll be a, a top, uh, again, edge of the top four. Um, is that six? Is that six at the top eight? It's that same yeah. six as last year. It's just the order just switches from what I've seen from other media pages as well. It just seems like you know it's that same six from last year, but just you know one or two spots, you know, um, difference. Hundred percent. I actually really like the Kiri move to halfback. I think it gets him out of the the traffic so the head um, knocks that he has been getting he'll have less of those with the fact that he won't be taking on the line as much and he won't be in in the way so to speak but I'm worried that they're losing Cordner for so long he's been the heart and soul mm. of that club for a long time and having him not there for the first I think it's 12 weeks or so is a massive loss for him um, it's just going to be interesting how they do overcome that and there's a lot of question marks with Lock and Lamb at the moment and when they pull the trigger and, and let Sam Walker come in yeah, I think Lachlan Lamb's got one of the most awkward positions in the in the game at the moment. Like, he just knows there's this guy kind of breathing down his neck and nothing against Lachlan Lamb. I just want to more hype up Sam Walker. I think he is legit. I think he, when he gets his chance, he'll keep it. We saw in the trials, even though I'm not one of those guys that pays much attention to players before they get into the league, I really like what I've seen. And I think they've learned from Cole, the mistakes they made with Cole Flanagan. Um, yeah, I believe... Yeah, and I think that, like you said about Kerry, him being number seven, like even though it's just a number change on the back, I think it, you know, gives it, it does matter. You know, he will be having a different role, and I think it will just allow Walker to play what he sees, instinctive footy. He's an awkward run of the ball, but he's able to make things happen. So, yeah, I think the Roosters, I think they're going to be in the grand final. I think they'll be in the top four. Um, Victor Radley coming back's huge. So, yeah, for I think Q, it's was. also just a, it's it's just giving him confidence, letting him know it's his team. Um, basically, that's what giving someone the seven jersey. That's basically what you're telling him. You're going, this is your team. Um, you have now basically got to get us to the premiership. And I think Kiri needs that. Um, that's the position for him in that team. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, yeah, I just yeah, now I just see a lot of people probably. A few, there's been a few people thinking that they won't have the heights um, because of the corner stuff. And, yeah, I think Kerry could go to an next level. I didn't predict them as, like, a Dallium halfback or anything like that, but I could definitely see it happening. And I think I've actually got Dallium pick. I actually got James Desco to be my Dallium player of the year. I had Harry Grant, but because of the injury, I went against it, and I just went with the logic. He's the best player in the game. He was able, Even though he's got talent around him, he's able to um, still... He proved that he was still able to do it in 2019. Yeah, I think early on they will struggle with cohesion. So I think you'll still see him win games and he will step up to do so. So, yeah, they're still like, you know, I think Trent Robinson's a great coach too. And, yeah, I see them going on to big things in 2021. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into now the Panthers and the Cowboys. Two teams I've got in the top eight. Obviously, one went on, what, 17-game win streak last year, and the Cowboys were, well, far from that, you know. Probably the big, you know, the the surprise team of the comp last year in the Panthers and the disappointing team of the comp last year. So, 
yeah, this year, like I said, I've got them both making it eight. How do you see their season going in 2021? Um, look, these are both teams. I think this could be our debating two teams, actually, because I don't see the Cowboys doing too much this year. Um, I don't know what it is with the Cowboys. They've got quite a good roster on paper. Um, I just can't get over how they how bad they were last year. They were lucky the Broncos were how they were because not many people talked about them. But if the Broncos actually put up a decent fight, everyone would have been talking about how bad the Cowboys were last year. I know they had some injuries, but this is the style of footy. I know the Peyton effect now. It'll be interesting how they adapt to that and how quickly they can go on to that. But for mine, they're just missing a couple of players in some key positions and um, there's just nothing about the Cowboys at the moment, which is saying to me they're top eight, certainly. I think they're in that bubble of 10th, probably 10th to 8th, but um, they'll be in a bit of a fight and they'll take some some special players, regaining some of their best career forms to, to reach that. Mm. Um, Penrith Panthers, I think they're going to really miss the, the experience that they've lost this year. They've lost Tamo, obviously. Uh, they've lost... Uh, off the bench, Tedavano, which I think is massive as well, and obviously Mansour on the wings. So they've lost some really big, experienced players. Tamo, for mine, you can't underestimate his leadership. I think he's the best leadership forward in the comp, um, and losing that is huge for that club. And I think now when they're the young guns, and last year they were the hunters, this year they're the hunted. And yeah. for young guns, it's going to be hard for them to, can they come every week? Um, keep the momentum going and being battered and bruised. And and that's because they'll be in dogfights every week now. There'll be teams every week being up for them. You can bet your bottom dollar the Cowboys will be up for them this, this week. Um, are they prepared mentally to do that every week? It's going to be a hard ask. Yeah, for sure, man. And we touched on it um, on the pod I was just on with you, uh, the video I was on with you, I should say where I think Luai is going to take a step back this year because like you said, and it's probably going to be in general with the with the Panthers team, yeah, they're the hunting and now they're the hunted. So I just feel like the target's going to be back. There's going to be a little bit of niggle going on there. Like, you know, they just, there's nothing to shock teams now. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, I see them still being good enough to be contenders, but I don't have them in that. I have them just below, you know, the four, you know, four other teams for my, for my end. But um, yeah, experience, I, yeah, those losses are key. And how they dealt with the Mansour, you know, departure rubs me the wrong way as well. Um, I just think Kaisal will still be, you know, too hard to stop, too hard to stop at times. So that's why I do think they'll still be good. Touching on the Cowboys, I've sometimes you just have to kind of, even though you realise it's a trap and all that, you kind of got to go logic each time. There's normally about two teams that drop out the eight and two teams that go forward. And this year I've got Titans and the Cowboys. And in the day, I'm going off roster talent and the patient effect. I'm all in. And he's, you can say, yes, he did it to the Warriors, blah, blah, blah. But he needs to prove he can do it, you know, for a longer period of time. But he's really made big calls. Drink water to fullback. Um, has, I think the Cotter, him and Cotter and Robson being a rotation, that's going to be key for them. And the town Malolo, he's expressed that so about his minute. So, you know, I'm, I think, you know, there's a very good chance to get caught in. You know, like you said, they haven't made the finals since that, you know, that 2017 run and they're lucky to make it then. 
um, and obviously Michael, Michael Morgan's health, huge. So there's a lot of, yeah, I could definitely see what you, where you're coming from. I'm definitely falling into the trap. I've got a bit of a soft spot for the Cowboys as we've got family friends there, but they've got the talent. They've got the talent. They've just got to make it work. And I believe Peyton's probably the next, got a chance to be the next best coach that's just started out. So we'll see how so they get on. The biggest, the biggest worry for them, as you've just sort of mentioned, is they need a lot of things to go right for them and they need just, a lot of things to be at 100% where if you go through some of the other teams, if they play at 90%, they'll win the game just because yeah. of the quality that they have there. The Cowboys need to make sure every 17 is on every week. The injuries aren't as bad because they don't really have the depth there still. Um, there's just a lot of things that really need to go right and that's just my worry for the Cowboys that very rarely a, a club can go through a season and everything goes right. Yeah, man. Yeah, like like it's, that was a great point. You know, they got everything's got to go right for them. So, yeah, I'm, I know I'm just going to be, you know, uh, regretting that. Yeah, hey, I've got to I've got to stay strong. I'm confident. Stay strong. Stay <laughs> strong. Um, talk about staying strong. I'm pretty confident in this team, the Raiders. I think they're going to have a great season. Um, I believe in the finals. They might miss the Bateman factor in terms of just having the X factor. And they're coming up against the West Tigers. You know, they um, probably disappointed a few fans last year as they finished 11th and not 9th. So, you know, it's going to be these two teams. Um, yeah, they're, I have the Tigers just missing the 8 and the Raiders making – they're my second team. I think Hodgson, even though – it was interesting when he went down. They went to another level. I think, you know, he – didn't really adjust to the new rules and he probably tried to do too much. But I think he will use his time away, be one of those blessing, uh, blessings in disguise and review his game. And he'll, I think he's the closest thing to Cameron Smith in the sense of just his feel of the game out of the hooker right. and um, being able to, um, yeah, con- control the pace. So I think he'll get that right this year. Um, so, yeah, we. what about your thoughts on the Raiders? Do you, of them as highly as I might, or you kind of got them a bit below maybe the no. Storm and the Roosters and the Rabbits? I actually think they're the dark horse of the comp, and mm-hmm. it's a weird thing to say because they are um, up there for mine, um, but not many people have been talking about them at all this offseason, and I'm not too sure why, because they've got a they've squad, I talk about squads and injuries this year, their squad, especially in the forwards, is Deep. ridiculous. They've got, they could probably make two forward packs and still be stronger than um, their second forward pack could still be stronger than half the comps. That's how good their forward pack is looking. And uh, there, from one right up there, is I've got Rabbitohs and Stormer, obviously, I've already said, but the Raiders are right there. And um, if I was those two teams, I'd be very nervous about the Raiders. They're building in the Hudson factor. You've already mentioned that you can't go past that factor. I think he's no one's talked about him this year um, at all, and people who play super coach, all that sort of stuff. but for mine, as you said, he's up there with the Cameron Smith mould and he's just that good of a of a dummy half that the players last year, Stuart got him up to in his absence to to pick up the slack and, and do it, which they've done and prove they can get to that level. Now bringing Hodgson into that team with players at that level, it's a dangerous sight. Yeah, for sure, man, for sure. Um, what about the Tigers? Have you got uh, the Tigers? Yeah, yeah, I know. I don't want to do that. I haven't been, you know, Cowboys are your soft spot. I've got a soft spot for the Tigers, but I'm a bit more realistic with them. Um, I think that 
they got some really good attacking players this year, but attack's never been the issue for the Tigers. It's been that real steely defence, which I think they're slowly getting to. Um, I don't think they're wooden spooners. Some people are saying wooden spooners for them. I, I don't have that. I've got them around that 10th to 8th spot once again and that logjam of teams. This, this year is so hard. I just feel like there's a lot of bubbles for teams and there's mm-hmm. groups of, of teams in each bubble and they're in that fighting for a potential edge 8th spot. And look, the dreaded ninth could pop up. Um, I hope not for the team's sake. But if Maguire's finally getting players that he wants, then that can play his style of, of footy. And I think we're going to see some. I'm really excited for Dane Laurie at the back. I think he's a freak of a talent. Yeah. Um, but Agreed. it's just about how I think he's still about two or three players short of a full Maguire style team, which could be the downfall this year. Um, but I still see him doing a bit better than a few teams this year. Yeah, I'm probably a lot high on um, the halves than a lot of other people. I think Luke Brooks, you know, I know he kind of took a, you know, a bit of a drop off last year. And I think Dewey can be a six. You know, once he's there, I'm really excited. I'm actually excited about this spine. I don't know much about this Jacob Little. I'm excited to see what he does. But at the end of the day, I just, I've got them, I think, bottom four just. I think 13th, 12th, 11th is kind of where I see them. But I just... Believe if you just go on paper and you just said, okay, you just rank the best sides on paper, they're still down the bottom. So even if Madge gets a hard time and his coaching style is critiqued, he gets the best out of his players. He just needs to be a bit of fine tuning, maybe some of the little, you know, maybe, you know, obviously we're not in the midst of, we're not in the coaching environment, but seems like sometimes he can go a little bit over the line. But overall, he has been able to. There wouldn't have been many other coaches that could get, you know, close to close to the top eight with this side. So I think he's he's done a, a, a good job, but I could see him being on the hot seat. I really could. Um and yeah, so yeah, it's gonna be an interesting, yeah. interesting year for the Tigers. But like you said, Dan Lowe, I'm excited about and I'm excited about Joey Leilua and James Roberts. You know, imagine Just that those guys would get to their prime. Just quickly on, um, you mentioned Luke Brooks. I'll tell you what, if there's, if for mine, he's the player under most pressure this year. Um, mm-hmm. Tigers have stuck with him and stuck with him throughout the years. We can remember when they had the big four and they chose to keep him over everyone else. And at the moment, it looks like that was the, the biggest dud decision of, of the club's history, really, um, because he's offered up nothing, to be brutally honest. And yeah. he really needs to bring that team to a top eight this year. Otherwise, for mine, he'll be kicked out the door. So, yeah. massive year for Brooks and he's for mine the player under most pressure yeah like he had that halfback of the year performance um and rightfully so like he he, he did have a good year and stand it out but at the end of the day I think there was some they were ninth well yeah good job they were ninth you know but um they I think their attacking stats were you know up there with the worst in the comp as well so and yes you know the talent like we said talents wasn't you know it's not flourishing but yeah, it's interesting. He, it's going to be an interesting year for Blue Brooks, and um, I definitely see you know him succeeding, and I could definitely see him potentially having a similar year to last year. So we touch on the last two teams and the Dragons and the Sharks. Ah, the Dragons. Now I haven't brought up Wooden Spoon yet, but I could see these guys collecting it. I've been a big, you know, I've been on the bandwagon of Hunts and Nine, and I don't think it's a bandwagon. I just think it's a a must, and I understand the um, yeah, obviously, Simon McCulloch. 
yeah, you got to hook it. You can put it at halfback. But I wouldn't have done the McCulloch sign unless you just wanted to back up. Um, I think Adam Clune could be – I really like what I saw from Adam Clune last year. Yes, he didn't wow, but I think that that combo worked well. And I just don't like – their four-pack doesn't excite me and they just don't have the star talent anymore. Um, so, yeah, do you see a wooden spoon for the Dragons this year or a bit higher on them? Honestly, if there was a bet to make this year, it'd be the Dragons for the wooden spoon for mine. I think that club is in all sorts of trouble and it's not just on the field, they're off the field and I've got a few Dragons mates. Uh, it's just as bad as what their on field has produced so far and I'm not big to go off trial form, but the fact of the matter is you can't be getting smashed and in both their trials against Parramatta and then against uh, the Charity Shield against South. They were just off, they just got wiped off the park. They weren't even looking like they were involved with the game and had worked on anything in the off season. So for mine, they're they got some really big problems and issues. They need to get rid of some of these big money players who, for mine, aren't there for the right reasons and they don't have the passion for the club. And until that sort of happens, I don't see anything happening this year at all for the Dragons. Yeah, no, nah, man, I, I tend to agree. I'm just trying to think of a shining light. But um, I was a big, uh, obviously, Tristan Saylor's dealing with a few things, but I was a big push for why is Tristan Saylor not getting minutes. And I believe what, you know, there's a few off-field issues happening with him, but I'm a Tristan Saylor believer. I think if he gets a shot somewhere, he could, he's got this um, great mix of this awkward amount of size and speed and athleticism. Um. But, yeah, it'll be interesting. Jack Bird's one to watch out for. Hopefully, I find he finds his home in a position. Uh, but we'll touch on his old team, the Sharks, who are kind of my, what do you call probably my surprise team um, in the sense that I had them ninth. A lot of people were down them because Sean Johnson's injured. They're getting old. They're, but then they've got young talent coming through, and they don't have people kind of in that in-between age. But... I liked him. I like Blake Braley. I think he suits today's game as I'll harp on about all season. He's one of those guys that's just, you know, he can play quick. He can um, screw down his only half, make things happen. And Chad Townsend's a winning halfback. He's won a premiership. Um, you know, he probably had a bit of a down year last year. But for me, I'm a bit high on the Sharks than I think the consensus is. So, yeah, I'd like to know your thoughts on the Sharks because I've seen people put them in the put them as wooden spoon contenders as well. So, yeah, what do you have, the Sharkies? Every year you, you do your predictions, right, and you do your ladder prediction, and there's always that team that makes you look like an absolute fool. Yeah. And for mine this year, it's the Sharks because I can see valid arguments for both ends for them being successful this year, for them being not. I've decided to go on the not, but after team selections um, that happened yesterday – I can lean towards them being a bit more successful than um, I gave them credit for. I did my predictions a couple of weeks ago, so it's sort of oh, a yeah. bit old. But um, uh, the reason I say that because that Morris has got a lot of pressure on him this year, but he didn't pick um, Fafita. Now, one of my reasons for having him low is because I feel like they're aging um, and they're not playing as well as what they were a few years ago. They're not playing a typical Sharks way of playing. For mine, mm. the, the message that not picking for feet a sense of the group is Morris is saying, I don't care how long you've been here for. I don't care how good you were in 2017, 18, 2016. If you're not up to it at the moment, I'm not going to pick you up because they've now got some good young forwards coming through and some young backs who, given a chance, and they were given a chance last year, can do a job. So 
if he has uh, keeps that mentality up, I can see the sh- Sharks being that edge of the eight team. If he reverts, uh, reverts back to some old Morris ways, I can see him falling down to probably about 13th. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, yeah, in terms of John Moss, an interesting one. He came into a situation where when he come in, you know, a lot of talent was going out. They were kind of into a new stage. And even though, yeah, they're not Sharks of old, they've made the finals. They've probably, like last year, I don't think I had them making the eight. I think I had them around about 11th and they did it. So even though, yes, they struggled against the top eight teams, they didn't get a single win. For me, they've exceeded expectations, but it just, they're still... Yeah, um, yeah, John Morris's job, and it was awkward. Yeah, when Flanagan, you know, Flanagan still kind of in the mist. Was he going to, you know, once he was allowed to be back as an NRL coach, was he kind of just you know, holding the seat for him? But yeah, I'm excited um, about a couple of the young players, Katoa and Militalo, and we're kind of forgotten about the whole Cherry incident as well. But hopefully, you know. Yeah, obviously that's still yeah, kind of sucks to see it happen, but hey, they'll have to move on from that. Um, we'll be interested to see what shape Wade Graham's in and how he can add value because he's one of my favourite forwards in the game. And um, yeah, those the forwards that are able to ball play and make plays for others are, you know, every team can definitely have, you know, every team's wanting one of them. So yeah, for me, it could come a lot down to Wade Graham and also what Sean Johnson we get at the back end. And yeah, injuries. Just yeah, just to t- just finish it off. Injuries. They've got a lot of players. Just you got Moreland coming back. You got Dugan, who's in and out all the time. So health's going to be huge, and just how they're able to deal with with those um, issues is going to be cr- crucial to their season as well. So I think we're going to finish it up there. Um, just before we go, I'd like to thank you once again, uh, Joel, for popping on. Um, popping on. Um, I appreciate you, and I appreciate you having me on your bit as well. But before we go, do you have any hot takes? Do you have any? Put on the line any bold predictions that's going to even make you look like a genius or like an idiot. Uh, you want the season or you want just for round one? Oh, no, we've got a season, mate. We're all about big picture here. Oh, season. All right. Well, I'm going to say I'm going to get Alex Johnson for leading try scorer. Yeah. Um, I think off the back line that South will have and, and the season they're going to have, he's, he's going to my be... Pick. Yeah, well, he, he'll be up there. And I've got the Dally M to be Latrell Mitchell. Um, I think oh, he's yeah. in for a massive year. And But my biggest worry is because they've got so many so many stars and how the Dally M works, he won't get enough points. But I was similar to you when you mentioned I had Harry Grant, but then his, his injury has put me off him just because it's a big big group of points to miss out on. But, yeah, I think um, Latrell there and, and, yeah, I think – also, I'll put my neck out and say Blues will bounce back and, and win 3-0. Oh, 3-0, yeah. Oh, I'm not making any origin predictions, say, because I'm a Queensland fan, but, like, if I wasn't, I don't want my bias to come across. But, yeah, I look at that New South Wales teams and think, how did you guys not do it last year? And, obviously, you know, there's that the quotes, like, oh, Queensland get origin, blah, blah, blah. But, yeah, I don't know what happened last year, but, I'm, you know, I thank you guys in prime position to, you know, get get the shield back. But um yeah, no, once I'm just trying to think if I can finish off with anything bold, but I don't Wait, think I while, can. What um, are you thinking? Yeah. What while you're thinking, I'll just say thanks for having me on. I uh, really do appreciate it and the, the love you've given for my channel. I know you've come on and helped me out with a, a video and we'll probably do some work down the track, which I'm looking forward to and hopefully the viewers enjoy it. Um feel free if they want to give give us a like as well and 
Um, we'll be doing lots of collabs in the future, I'm sure of it. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, like I said, yeah, check, check the page up. Um, League, League of Inches, isn't it? League of Inches? Yeah, yeah, League right. of Inches. Yeah, awesome. Yeah, no, you're in great content too. Um, in particular, just to give a shout out, have a look at your, is it the f- Forgotten Men, wasn't it? You're doing kind of a Yeah, yeah, series. just doing a quick thing on just some forgotten players, one on each team. We finished up tomorrow, got the West Tigers, but... Just some players, whether they've been talented in the past or bad run of injuries, things like that, just people forgot about them and hoping they have a good year this year. Yeah. Just to uh, yeah, put up Tigers, my prediction, Origin Bolter, Alex Twal. I love Alex Twal. Um, okay. I always hear good things out of camp. He's a guy that this is a, you know, kind of, you know, one of those guys they talk about, works hard in the gym, freaking athlete, goes about his work and you look at the super coach and fantasy and he's right up there with the stats. So, He's kind of a bolter for mine. Obviously, it's a pretty stacked forward pack in New South Wales. But, yeah, for me, I think he'll be in discussion, at least in the what's to say, oh, you, you'll get you'll get a phone call from Freddie Eva saying, that, you know, you're close close to making it or you have made it. So that's my bold prediction for 2021. So I think yeah, that's a good cool. way to leave it, mate. Cheers once again. And, yeah, I'm sure, like you said, we'll be in touch in the near future. I appreciate it. Thank you.